Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Letters to Myself podcast. Happy New Year. I'm so happy to be back. You have no idea how long this episode has taken me to finally record and put up. The first part of this was done January 3rd, and it's now January 24th. As I'm redoing this introduction for maybe the third or fourth time, because the actual audio for the intro was compromised or something and would not work, would not download to my laptop. So this is literally me just recording the first part of the podcast again. So yeah, there have been a, there have been a lot of issues, but we're back. <laughs> Welcome. Maybe stay a while. Thank you for listening. If you listen to me in 2023 and you're coming into the new year with me, again, thank you. I appreciate you so much. The support means a lot. This is a very tiny podcast, but I'm not going to say big things coming because there's really nothing big coming. It's just about the consistency and I really do enjoy this. And yeah, so let's just get right into it. I'm basically re-recording this off of memory of what I had previously talked about on January 3rd. I honestly forgot a lot of, a lot about it, but, um, the, the second part of this podcast is me talking about my biggest takeaways from 2023. The first part was kind of a discussion on why I was having so much difficulty and the podcast Loki kind of fell off the last couple of months of the year. And so the reason for that was because, well, A, I was really going through a rough time and B, I just feel, or I felt like because I was so down and I wasn't really getting anywhere, or I I felt like there was a lot of stagnancy in my life. I feel like my podcast wasn't really giving any value or like what I had to say wasn't giving any value. So it kind of had me like pause for a little bit and reconsider Because usually when you listen to a podcast, the person that's making the podcast kind of has their shit together, more or less, um, or they're talking about their past experiences. So it's from their present standpoint, and it's them kind of reflecting on what they've been through. But for me, I'm kind of going through some of these things right now. And so it's very much in the present moment for me. So I thought, you know, what do I have to give? Like, what is the value in me talking about my struggles or discussing how I'm going through it? I was really kind of grappling with that fact for a long time and kind of on the fact that like my podcast has low-key been a failure. Um, I didn't see as much growth as I wanted to. It was very difficult to find time juggling everything. This year is definitely going to be even more difficult for me because I'm studying for the GMAT now because I'm trying to get into uh, an MBA program. So studying is definitely going to take over a lot of my life. It was just about like reassessing those, all of those initial thoughts. And after my vacation, I took a couple of weeks off towards the end of the year. I've had the chance to reflect and realize that there is a lot of beauty in movement and in seeing someone's journey through their struggle. So of course it's valuable to be able to reflect on the past and show how far you've come or say, this is how I got through this. But I think there's also a lot of value in discussing the present moment and narrating what you're going through to somebody else. And there is value in that, you know, like there is value in someone's, I'm not going to say darkest moments, but in someone's struggle, in someone's suffering, if you may, in the, the emotions and the thoughts and the processes that make us human, you know, because our life is not only meant to be celebrated or valued when there is triumph, you know? And 
Yeah, I know I had, I had mentioned it before, but September to like the beginning of, beginning of December was, they were really bad months for me. They were not good. There was a lot of stagnancy in my life, which I talk about later in the podcast. There was a lot of letdowns. There was a lot of rejection. There was grief. There was a lot of grief in my life, not death grief, but grief is not just related to death. It's also related to any kind of loss in your life. I was really going through that and I was struggling to even think of anything to say or, or, or think that what I had to say had any inherent worth. But I'm realizing now after a couple of books I read and after a lot of, again, downtime that no, um, there is a lot of meaning in what I'm saying. And personally, I find a lot of value. I keep saying that word in hearing people's present kind of realities and how they move through that, how they navigate those emotions, you know? So I do think that even if I'm going through something, I'm going to keep making this podcast. I'm going to keep coming up with episodes because that's not going to stop me. And of course, we all get through it in our own ways, right? And thankfully now I'm kind of on the other side of that. So Again, I had started this episode on January 3rd and I was just, just getting out of that negative space I was in for the past couple of months. The holidays really made it easier on me, but it was really rough, um, kind of going through that period in my life. And I did not know if it would get better for me. You know, things were very, I'm not going to say tragic. I'm not going to say like I was going through like a, a significant tragedy, but it was just very, very painful. And I did not feel like a worthy person, if that makes sense. And that obviously affects how you're performing in every aspect of life. So obviously work, obviously with hobbies like this, where you're projecting a persona or you're, you know, you're supposed to have it all together. And I don't want people to think that if you're listening to this podcast, most of the people that listen to this are people that either know me or probably just stumble across this. I don't want people to discover this podcast and think I'm just this person that has her shit together, that has everything together. That's like this perfect, amazing person because it's not true. Like I go through so much shit. Um, I have my off days. Of course I have my good days too. And I've worked really hard to kind of maintain this mental stability, but I never want to ever, 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 ever project that idea that I've got it all figured out. Um, especially because this podcast has kind of taken on a tone of like self-growth and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say self-help at all because I hate that term. There's a lot of growth topics that we discuss here and I literally don't have anything figured out, you know, like, okay, I have some things figured out, but I'm not some like wise 85 year old that's like discussing her life story. I'm not like, I'm literally just a girl in her twenties going through life. To some people, maybe I have nothing together. Like there are people that are probably way more successful than I am, but this is like just me on my journey. So again, if you relate, you relate. If you don't, you don't. This is like for anybody, you know, hopefully I can touch people's hearts or people's minds, no matter what age, what demographic you're a part of. Yeah, that's all I, that's kind of what I wanted to say. That's what this intro needed to be. But yeah, I think there is. People's voices are worthy of being heard, even when they're not at the top of the world, at the top of the mountain, doing the best, you know, the type of podcaster that's like, I got this, this is how I manifested my $10 million mansion and my boyfriend that drives a Bugatti and, and this and that. Like, 
I'm like, I'm being realistic and I'm just saying like, that's not where I am, you know? So yes, while it is important to discuss ways that I've grown and ways that I've been successful, it's also equally as important to, yeah, talk about what you're going through, talk about the negative emotions, talk about the tough aspects of life. So yeah, I will, this is, this has just been the long intro. So I'll let the second part kind of discuss what I actually wanted to talk about in this episode. So again, thank you so much if you were able to listen to this, this whole, this whole discussion. Thank you. So my first biggest takeaway from the previous year has been small movement over huge movement or like progressing in small ways over these large, very eventful things that kind of happen all at once. And this is kind of reiterated in a lot of um, habit forming books and a lot of motivational books that kind of help you to progress and create discipline. But so I, I honestly think that in life, we really just devalue the small wins that we make or the little gains that we make over time. And when we're like looking back on, let's say the previous year or on how something went for us, we kind of only focus on the larger kind of aspects where we, we like really saw that momentum come to fruition. But looking back at a year that for me was a lot of like smaller moments, I can see that they amount to a lot more than, you know, the biggest, most like insane weeks of the year, you know, when everything just seems to be happening all at once. Those moments only happen because of the small progress that was made, you know, throughout the year. And this can be applied to really, again, any aspect of life. And it all comes down to this idea of discipline. So you might hear a lot that like motivation is definitely a great character trait to have to be motivated that will push you, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your fitness goals, whether it's in your personal or spiritual goals or whatever you're kind of trying to accomplish, social goals, anything literally can be applied to anything. But motivation is not always going to be there. You know, we'll have those random weeks where we'll have very big spurts of energy um, and we'll feel really motivated towards a goal. This energy can also be seen kind of in the beginning of the new year because it's just very easy to get excited about everything that you're going to do. Like, for example, 2024, people are making resolutions, people are excited. But that motivation is not going to sustain itself. Motivation is, um, it's finite. It's not you know, an infinite resource we can just draw from. Um, but what we can draw from is discipline and discipline will go a lot further than, uh, motivation and it will create a lot more momentum and make it a lot harder for you to just backtrack in the end. And again, like this is not a new idea. I'm pulling this like from, there's so many books that I've read this in, like where has been like reiterated multiple times in multiple ways. Um, I honestly can't think of like one specific book that I learned this from maybe atomic habits, for, in, in terms of like habit formation has definitely taught me that by James Clear. That's the only one that's coming to mind. But, you know, it's one thing to like read about it and it's another thing to actually live it and then to like reflect back and be like, okay, wait, I actually got a lot done um, despite the fact that I might not have had these like huge, like showy, like, you know, situations that happened to me. Like I made progress. Um, so yeah, just, just kind of going over that fact again. If you're improving, but you're not seeing like these crazy results, it's all in the journey. So if, for example, if you're looking back at 2023 and nothing 
amazing or crazy happened for you, but you really have built like a solid foundation for yourself and have really just cultivated this sense of confidence or the the habits or the discipline that are kind of propelling you forward for the new year. I don't know, to me, that's a lot more meaningful because it leads to longer term change as opposed to one thing that might just happen out of chance or, you know, just just happens to happen or you have a, a really great month and, and everything seems to go well. But how are you acting on the in the months that are really rough for you? How are you acting when you feel lazy, when you feel burnt out, when you don't feel motivated? That's really where like your character shows and and the type of person that you are. And I think it is a lot more, someone's values show a lot more in those times. So what I'm trying to kind of say is that I think my biggest takeaway or one of the biggest takeaways was that I am so disciplined. I actually, I literally talked about this last episode, I think, or the one before self-discipline. That's actually so funny. I'm not, I didn't even think about that. A healthy form of discipline is so was like has been so much more instrumental in getting me through the year than my motivation because again for me like there were so many months where I was so motivated to get my my goals done and then there were months where it was honestly so rough to get up to go to work it was so rough just to just not stay positive but to still feel that there was hope about me accomplishing what I wanted to do and at the end of the year there were a lot of things that I didn't accomplish like I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna again pretend like, oh my God, it was just the best year. Like I got everything that I wanted to get done. No, like I I actually didn't. There are a lot of things that I'm I'm going into 2024 with a lot of things that I have not accomplished. Um, But because the foundations are there, I had small progress in so many different things and in my character specifically. And I actually, something that I've been trying to do for the past six months literally fell into the palm of my hands, like the, the third or fourth day of January. And it was because again, I persisted and I maintained discipline and I kept going even when I felt like doing the opposite. So whether it's sticking to your fitness goal, whether it's um, trying to find a new job, whether it's like, again, anything, I'm not, I'm not just going to keep exhausting examples. When you have the, the discipline and when you have the habits and when you see small little progress, 1%, 2%, 3%, that is going to mean a lot more over time compared to, again, huge, you know, progress, which is also great as well. I'm not saying like don't celebrate the big wins, but these are what lead to the big wins, right? So yeah, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways because yeah, I would always just be like, I want all these huge things to happen. I want to manifest all the, the, these, these like big, big, big celebrations, celebratory things, but I didn't really have anything like that happen in, um, in 2023. It was more kind of small wins, like small gains that I celebrated like privately or like that I, I look through my journaling and I'm like, oh my God, like look at all the growth that I've made, but you can't see it unless you see it, you know? So if you think that you haven't had the, you know, the best year of your life, I would implore you to kind of like look through how you've developed as a person, how your character has developed, what have you done, what are the progressions that you have made, um, and let that push you forward for the new year, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Um, second thing, second biggest takeaway, doing things that scare me. So this is, again, a super difficult thing to do if you struggle with anxiety, if you have any kind of, you know, um, like generalized anxiety disorder, if you have, if you get panic attacks, if you're a more of an anxious kind of character, it's going to be really hard to do 
oops, sorry, it's going to be really hard to do things that scare us. And I, I don't mean like I'm like scared to go and put myself in a dangerous situation. I'm not saying like go climb Everest, you know, like not in, not in like that kind of term. I'm saying like do things that make you feel uncomfortable and that leads to, again, the best outcome possible. Like anytime I've done something that really scares me, that I feel so uncomfortable, that like makes me nauseous, that makes me want to throw up, like it seems counterintuitive, counterintuitive, but it's always had the best outcome. So in 2023, like my personal win was that I did things that like made my heart rate go to like 140. Like I did things that I would never have done a few years ago that I personally would have been like, oh, like I don't do things like that. Like I'm too cautious. I really put myself out there. And again, I'm not saying it in the sense of like, oh, if you want to do more things that scare you, go like, (laughs) go bungee jumping. Like I'm not meaning it in that sense because that's like, if you're not a thrill seeker, you're not a thrill seeker. I mean, do things that make you, do things that make you uncomfortable. If you're like scared to talk, let's say to the person that you like, go do it. Who cares? We are going to die. Like that mentality has been with me for the past nine, 10 months. I'm going to die one day. I am not immortal. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. So I mean it more in like that sense. If you want to tell somebody that you love them, do it because you're going to die one day. You literally will not be here tomorrow. Enjoy your life. Um, just like, like, fuck it. Like you can't always live on the safe side. Like, of course you have to like embed yourself in your routines, but go outside your comfort zone. Again, such a, such a freaking cliche. I say, do things that do something that's going to terrify you. I don't just mean uncomfortable. Do something that is going to make you like, like, like sweat and nauseous and want to throw up. Do something like that. Again, not a physically dangerous thing, but do something that you never thought you would do that is so out of character because it will lead to like the biggest character development of your life. That's what I'm saying. I'm totally going to edit this to make it make more sense. But again, if you are a cautious person, if you are a routine driven person, I promise you, if you just learn to have a little more balance in your life, do a little more things that like freak the shit out of you, you're going to be more well-rounded and you're going to feel so much better because it gives you that adrenaline rush and you feel so good after it. And again, this can be in like any realm of your life where you have that anxiety, where you don't feel comfortable. Like it's like uh fear exposure that they do in therapy. You don't need a therapist to do fear exposure. Of course, unless like, you know, you genuinely like really, really need like the therapy for it. I'm saying like microdose fear exposure, microdose, like a phobia that you have and like, just go do it, you know? Anyways. And the, the fear that I'm trying to kind of like accomplish this year that I'm really scared of doing is, um, driving on the highway so that I'm holding myself to that standard because I am like a very cautious driver. And so I'm going to force myself to learn how to drive on the highway. And the second fear that I'm trying to go get over is, um, traveling alone. So I have never traveled alone. I've traveled with friends, traveled with my siblings. I've traveled with like obviously family. Actually, that's a lie. I did travel alone when I was a child and I got sent to Greece by myself. But when you're, how old was I? I was eight. When you're eight years old, you don't, I didn't have anxiety when I was eight. Like I did, but I didn't know what it was. You don't really have like you know, consciousness on that level when you're eight years old. And so they put me on a plane. I ended up in first class because they upgraded me. I did, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything with me. Nothing. I just had my tag that identified that I was so-and-so's child. So now I want to try traveling alone, like as an adult with like my prefrontal cortex more developed. And, and so 
there's a lot of fear surrounding that because I always think like, oh my God, what if I get lost at the airport? What if I can't get home? What if I'm stuck there? What if I get abducted? Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm going to, if I could do it at eight years old, I can do it as a grown woman. So that's my, my biggest goal. So I don't even know how this turned into like an advice video again, but if I think you should make a list of things that you're terrified of doing, and I think you should conquer that list. And I think it's going to make you feel a lot better about yourself and it's going to help build up that confidence again for the new year. Make a list of things you want to do and get it done. Next biggest takeaway. We're almost done. There's, there aren't that many. So this next one I wrote is stagnancy is the death of life. So what I meant by that is if your life isn't moving forward and you are just stuck, I think being stuck in life is worse than being in the trenches personally. Now you can be both stuck and in the trenches, like, like mentally, not physically in the trenches, but oftentimes having, you know, a series of weeks or a a time period where you're doing, not really doing really well. I feel like it does, again, it's like character building for your life, but being stuck and not seeing movement, I feel like that's the worst thing that anybody could could go through. And it's the most frustrating thing. So I always thought that abrupt change was the worst thing that could happen. I always thought that sudden endings or sudden beginnings were like the most traumatizing worst thing that could happen. But this year I realized it's actually not the endings or the really painful things that we have to move through or the sadness or, you know, things that, that just come about, like change is not the worst thing that, that could happen to you. Where life and hope ends is where you find stagnancy. So by that, I mean, if you are literally living the same day over and over again, if you are not progressing in any matter of your life, if you are just doing the same thing over and over and you feel like your entire being is just dying and stagnant and not evolving, I think that is a fate worse than moving through maybe a tough time that's going to make us more resilient or better people or teach us something, give us a life lesson, despite the fact that it might be tragic and it might be one of the worst things we've ever had to deal with. I think stagnancy is worse. I'm going to be honest. And again, I'm not just like talking out of my ass. Like I've had a lot of really tragic things happen to me, but I still, sorry, that's my ring hitting the table. I still feel like the worst part of this year for me was the moments where I was stagnant, where I feel like I was genuinely not moving forward. That was more, that was actual torture to me. That was more torturous to me. Maybe I'm just speaking now because I'm in a space where I haven't gone through a tragedy necessarily in a while or, or was something very debilitating and difficult to deal with emotionally. Maybe that's why, but stagnancy was literally making me go insane. So that's another thing that I learned and my biggest takeaway. And so if you can avoid being stagnant, sometimes you can avoid it. Sometimes you just have to like sit through it, avoid it as much as you can. And, and realize that again, like really big changes while they are very stressful and there can be a grieving process with that as well. Like grief is not just when you lose someone, grief is also with changes. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you because it's leading to something else and it's part of your evolution as a person. But if you're not doing anything, that's worse, in my opinion. And don't confuse that with being present or being mindful because that's not what I mean at all. It's more just a stagnancy in becoming the person that you're supposed to become. 
Okay, great. Delving into femininity was the next one that I put. The next one that I mentioned was delving into my femininity. I already discussed this in a previous podcast episode, so I'm not going to get into it today just because I don't have notes in front of me. And that I feel like is a very complex topic that is sensitive for some. And I don't have, like, I really need to write out what I want to say if I touch on this topic. I'm not the most, like, knowledgeable person on this topic again. If you want to kind of delve more into that, I do have a few podcasts that I've listened to that I have learned so much from, but I do think that delving, again, just embracing my femininity has been one of my greatest takeaways and I'm not going to elaborate just because, again, I've, I've already made a podcast episode on it. And then the last one that I wrote here is feeling out of control is one of my biggest triggers. So this past year, I really realized that it's not necessarily things people say to me. It's not necessarily external things that happen to me that trigger me the most. It's feeling out of control. Whenever I feel out of control or I feel like I'm not in control of my life, that is when I actually start spiraling, funnily enough. So yeah. And I do think that if you are in the habit of writing or reflecting on things that may be troubling for you, realizing what your biggest trigger is or something that really, really affects you can be the first area where we start to grow. Like it can really lead to a lot of, again, it can lead you to happiness. It can lead you to be feeling more content, you know? So that is pretty much everything. I don't want to make this podcast episode too long just because if it is a longer one, I want it to be really well researched and I want to have kind of more to talk about. But yeah, so my goals for this year for the podcast are just to make, of course, increase the quality of them, of course, get more listeners if possible. This again is just hobby. Like I don't do this by no means for a living. It's literally like a side, side, side hobby, but it is something I'm really passionate about. I enjoy doing it. And yeah, going forward, I definitely want to have a clear focus for what I want from this. And I think it's kind of gone in the direction of more growth and advice, but not really advice. Yeah. I kind of want to make this like talking about books, but also talking about things that help me get through things, but also talking about maybe some topics that I'm interested in, but they all kind of relate back to the whole idea of like becoming a better person, but again, not in a, like a self-help way because I hate self-help. Yeah. So if you did enjoy this episode, thank you so much for being here. Happy 2024. I really do hope that this year is great for you. I've heard it's going to be a really good year for Taurus placements and a really great year for Leo placements. And I'm saying that because I'm Leo and I have both Leo and Taurus placements. I don't know about the other, the other signs necessarily, but yeah, even if your placements weren't mentioned, it can be the best year for you. So we're going to take that new energy and yeah, I will get back to you with another episode soon. Enjoy your January and yeah, thank you so much.